This interview from Radio Row at Super Bowl 52 is brought to you by Country Financial, Joe DeVere, Kettle River Furniture and Bedding, Kevin A. Bear, Liberty Mutual Insurance, Kevin Miller, Coldwell Banker Gundaker Realtors, Western Illinois University, Collinsville Auto Body, Inskip Law, and Glory Pro Wrestling. Sitting down with us here on Radio Row now, he is the former WWE superstar and now uh, the well, creator, right, of the you know, the founder of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. He is Chris Nowinski, and he joins us now. Chris, what's going on, man? I'm having a blast, Joe. I, you know, with uh, when it comes to concussion talk, I uh, I was telling you, I've texted with you in the past, and we'll eventually have you on the uh, What a Rush podcast that I'm doing with Road Warrior Animal Joe Laurinaitis. I, there, there are times where I'm talking with him, and he just stops mid-sentence because he can't remember. It's <laughs> oh, too bad, I, you know. But it's, it's it, you went through it as a as a WWE superstar, and it seemed like there was a point in time in the business where that was kind of the way business went, and it's it has changed since then, though. Yeah, it's it, one of the most rewarding things of this work over the last decade is to see how much uh, WWE and professional wrestling in general has responded to the new research and said, okay, you know, let, let's go back to the old days where you never hit anyone in the head. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I got into wrestling, there was that sort of ECW influence where suddenly guys were giving each other chair shots with their hands tied behind their back. And it's like, uh, guys, it's supposed to be entertainment. We don't actually have to yeah. hurt each other out here. It's, you know, you going back now, like I'm going back and I'm watching stuff that he did in the 80s and 90s it's just holy crap like who thought that was a good idea (laughs) (laughs) well it's hard to self-regulate when you're out there because if it doesn't injure you in the moment you think well then that must have been fine and i'm cool yeah and now we're learning that these subconcussive hits sort of pile up over time and Mm -hmm. can actually start a degenerative process in the brain called ct yeah we were doing uh we actually stopped at uh ken anderson's academy here in town on monday recorded recorded an episode and he was telling us about a, a story. He was in the ring with Batista, and I guess this was taking place outside of the ring. He was like, went to throw me into the uh, to, to the um, post yeah. on the outside. He goes, it got to the point where I realized I wasn't going to be able to brace it. And he goes, I just had to take it head on, and Ugh. you know. And he goes, and he's like, I'm bleeding all over the place. I didn't know where I was. He goes, I get to the backstage, and he's like, Vince is standing right there, going, "Good job, pal." Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> It's, he showed us. He showed us the scar. You saw the scar. It was a big old nasty gash in his head. Yeah. I mean, it was all yeah. bad. But and you know, and you have turned not only that, you know, it's in the wrestling world, but here. I mean, you were just telling us you have the flag football game going on. You got guys coming up to you telling you they want to be a part of it. Right, right. That and that's our new campaign we launched this month: flag football under fourteen. So we're trying to educate parents. If you're a parent and you want your child to play football. Don't have them play tackle until high school if you want them to have the best outcomes without, uh, you know, what what we're seeing with CTE. What we're learning with CTE is after looking at the brains of over 200 football players, most of whom had the disease, the longer you play, the greater your risk. And so as a guy who didn't step on a field until I was in high school, uh, you could pick up the game in high school safely. Uh, but it, it, so we got to get off the field. And so I just ran into Tim Brown. So Tim Brown is a member of our all-time greatest uh, flag football under-14 team. None of these guys played before high school. And we, we were shocked to find it has the top five players all-time in NFL history. Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, Tom Brady, Lawrence Taylor. None of them played. So if you think you have to start young to be good, that's the best piece of evidence that you do not. Yeah. It's a man's you know, game. As a matter of fact, they, they just passed in Illinois. 
the new law went into effect that it's not passed yet. Oh, it's not it passed was just yet. Just proposed. Oh, proposed. Okay, yeah. he knows. He knows. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> oh, you were there. Okay. Well, I, I didn't mean. I didn't know if you no, knew no, it or not. Yeah, it's under twelve. Right. The which, Dave the Dave Dewerson Act to prevent CT would ban yeah. tackle football under twelve. Well, I think it's and great because I have oh, wow. nieces and nephews that you know that are involved in the nieces or cheerleaders, but the little nephews are out there playing football and they love the game, which is great. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. But you worry about eight and nine year olds out there banging heads together. And it makes zero. I would. I don't know if I could let my child do it, knowing yeah. knowing what I know. Right, you shouldn't, and and you and you absolutely shouldn't know. I mean, we need to learn to separate exercise in team sports from hitting children in the head. Try to find me a good reason to ever hit a child in the head five hundred times in three months. There's not. Wait, what, what could you possibly teach them? You couldn't te- you teach them in some other way. Yeah, and that's you know we had we had Matt Matrone. He was he was here yesterday, the uh, Bellator fighter. Yep. And he, you know, we were talking about that with him. He was here with his son, his Jacob, who's yeah, twelve, twelve-year-old son. He was here with his twelve-year-old son. He's like, he doesn't need to play football. He was like, he's doing wrestling now. Yeah. He's doing all this other stuff. He's like, you know, we've had the discussion about whether or not to do it. And he's like, there's, you know, why? Like, you don't need to run out there and you know do that at such a young age. I feel like. In football, I, I, I handled that. I was coach uh, right out of college. I coached a little bit in Legion ball. And you had kids, they're 5'7, 140 pounds, and they're sitting there like, I can't, I, I can't make it to the game this weekend because coach says if I don't go to football camp, I don't get to start and I really want to play football. I'm yeah. like, I go, you're 5'7, 140. I go, which way? I go, you want to go to college for free? I go, you want a scholarship to go to college? I go, which one you think uh, in the baseball field or the football field? I go look how big you are. Yeah. I go. What's the point of doing that? And just, just common sense. Uh, I think a lot too. But yeah. I mean, a lot of it stems from the parents, doesn't it? Well, you know, it's the parents. I mean, part of the problem is 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 as human beings, we have a hard time projecting risk into the future. That's why it was not illegal to smoke cigarettes when we first started to have. You know, there's pic- you can go on the internet and find pictures of ten year olds smoking cigarettes on the corner like it was normal. Yeah. And then we learned. Oh my gosh, that causes lung cancer. <laughs> 30, 50 years later, we got to stop that. And that's exactly what's happened here is we said, oh, my gosh, CTE is in 110 of the first 111 players we've looked at who played in the NFL. But it's also in a bunch of high school players and some who died at 17 who already had it. We need to stop. We need to change something. Yeah. And this is the change we need to make. You know, so my my cousin is uh, a tennis coach at a high school. And actually, but he coaches little kids. He has over the summer programs. And he spends so much time on the mental preparedness of yep. the game and you know and when it comes to coaching and leading being tough is part of it absolutely but his tennis players are tough as can be when it comes to when it, when they when they get in situations where you know it, where they need to be mentally t- prepared they're they're prepared yeah no and you when you bring up tennis I, i'm focus grouping a new talking point so let me know what you think which is the idea we'll that guinea pigs, when yeah. he's when he is out there coaching tennis, he could actually step onto the field and play tennis with these, with the kids, right? He yeah. wouldn't say this is too dangerous. I'm not going to do it. How many youth football coaches are out there playing in their old their own adult tackle football league at the same time? No way. None, because adults don't play tackle football unless you pay them, right? right. The NFL guys are getting paid millions because of the risks. So if you're not willing to st- strap a helmet on and get onto the line with me. As a coach, maybe you should think that it's probably not good for that six-year-old either. Somebody told me that they think the best solution to curing uh, to curing concussions in the NFL is to bring back the old leather helmets, <laughs> and that these guys may not be as 
excited to hit each other in the head right. if they're not wearing very much to protect it. No, you're absolutely right. The whole idea that you're wearing armor and you can't no longer lose teeth or feel pain yeah. when you have a helmet on makes you use your helmet as a weapon. But the problem is, you know, the reason we started putting plastic on helmets is because people were dying of depressed skull fractures, which means that's your skull going into your brain after it breaks. So if you put, went back to leather, we would have those, especially because, and we don't talk about it very much, but I was just chatting with Lee Steinberg about it as an important talking point, uh, bigger, stronger, faster. Right? Like, when we used to have leather helmets, like, the NFL guys might have been 200 pounds. Right. Now you got 300-pound high school kids who can deliver dramatically more energy to your skull. Right? So the skulls would just be fracturing, like, dropping a dozen eggs. I mean, so, unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of easy solutions. It's a bad argument. Beyond abstinence, which is don't hit kids in the head. Right. Chris Nowinski <laughs> with us here on 590 The Fan. We, uh, we saw this past year in the NFL, again, uh, concussions were handled poorly a few different a few. times and yeah. uh, you you were very very vocal about it on social media how does the NFL react to you when you're calling them out that way do they are they open to discussion with you <laughs> on on things well I'm not I'm not having those I'm not saying those things to to have discussions right I mean we sort of know that they're still they're, all they're speaking of that look who just walked right by you oh, yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson wow there's there <laughs> <laughs> this poor team's $100,000 poor. Um, th- wow. there, there's always more levels that you can go to with concussion protocol. And right now I, I have a big problem with the NFL's protocol having this four-minute sideline tent evaluation, which isn't a very good evaluation, yeah. right? And they're not using all the best tools. So they're being very liberal with, well, it's an important game. We've got to get them back in. So I feel like my role is to keep the pressure on them so that they have a they had like an emergency phone call after after the Savage incident and upgraded the protocol that that week. Mm-hmm. And it's because the media made such a big deal out of it, you know, and I, you know, and I was I feel like I was sort of part of that. So we we just have to keep the the, the heat on because the NFL does react to media pressure. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, it's a great way to keep the athletes safer. You're uh, how old are you? I'm 39. 39. Okay, so you're a young guy. Um, so, in your lifetime, do you think you will be satisfied with how the NFL will handle concussions? <laughs> uh, great question. I think they, their business interests are always, um, uh, you know, they're not always aligned with the players' health. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we'll always have to push them in the right direction. I think the NFL Players Association does a nice job. Uh, pushing them. I think we also have to educate the players, though. I mean, they still don't necessarily all know how serious this issue is. So I I am totally comfortable remaining in the role that I'm in of trying to push them to do better. Because really, I'm trying to push them to do better, not just to help the NFL guys, but to help everybody who steps on a football field. Or every parent who's watching this going, is that how I should look at concussions when I'm thinking about my kid? And the answer is right now, no. If it, you think your kid has a concussion, you would never put them in a four-minute sideline protocol and put them back in. They're out. Just keep them out. Yeah, I, I think this happened. I'm not sure if it happened last year or the year before. My wife's a nurse. She should know this stuff. Our kid had a little roller coaster in the house, and I guess it was broken apart, and he went down the broken part and flipped and hit his head on a wood floor. This is while I'm at Super Bowl week. So, I remember talking about yeah, this with you. How's he she, doing? He's fine. He's, okay. he's, who knows how many other times he's hit his head in the past year or two since then. <laughs> he's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like I, I'm arguing with my nurse wife about, she's like, oh, they, they said mild concussion. I'm like, no. I'm like, it's 
either he has a concussion or he doesn't. Like, yeah. it's not mild. It's not concussion. a mild pregnancy. I know. That's right. what I told. That's exactly what I told. Like, you're the nurse here. I go. I do sports radio. I go. I'm not the one that should have more knowledge about this than you are. Well, but the, but the, the you're, what you're, we talk about this more yes. here than they do in medical school sometimes. Right. Yeah. That's part of the problem. Is yeah. that all the doctors trained before the last ten years never got concussion education in medical school? Wow. Yeah. So it's it's crazy that yeah the the knowledge needs to expand. Yeah. It needs uh, needs to be out there, and, and you that's are. Why it's, that's great. Why it's yeah. great that you talk about it in your show. Yeah, and you're at the uh, you were at the forefront of uh, trying to get people as as uh, as learned as possible yeah. with this. Uh, the Concussion Legacy Foundation, uh, CLF, Concussion Legacy Foundation. How can people find you online, on social media, and everywhere else? Concussionfoundation.org. And then if you want to follow, learn more about the flag football campaign, flagfootballu14.org. And then you know, follow me on Twitter, Chris Nowinski one uh, I'm always. Uh, I'll, I'll probably. Tw- I hopefully I won't have to tweet there the Super Bowl, but you never know. <laughs> Are you? Um, you were at Raw 25. Yep. Um, how? What was that? Can you describe what that was like backstage? Oh my gosh! Look it at was that sandwich. <laughs> it was uh, honestly, it was one of the coolest things to be a part of. To yeah. to think, you know, with my little two year run on that, to be but to see all the legends go through and like uh, we see Stone Cold for the first time in forever and. Uh, you know what a show they put on! What a, what a thing that the, the WWE has built up! Uh, I'm just proud to be part of that legacy. Will you be, will you be at WrestleMania? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, okay. I, I I try to get it on my schedule, but sometimes you know the the concussion work takes me away. Were you in Brooklyn or were you at Manhattan Brooklyn. Center? I was okay. in Brooklyn. Yeah, but you know it was great for me too. It's always re- rewarding. Is running into like you know William Regal, I tagged with and all these guys, and that they they care about this and that they. Appreciate yep. it. You know that's what's cool is that the guys actually really appreciate it. Yeah. So that's a um, that, that's yeah that's really cool. So yeah. you're in New Orleans. We'll talk to you. Uh, but yeah, Joe and I are going to get you on the podcast and talk about all I this. We'll as, look forward as to that. Well, thank you very much, Chris. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much.